What's up, y'all? <laughs> Hope everybody had a good Christmas. If you celebrate Christmas. Enough of that. <laughs> so I haven't released anything since Maui. I've been working nonstop since I got back. I think I've had only a few off days, but I'm excited to be releasing something again. I have started recording this episode so many times <laughs> in the past few weeks. I just keep starting over. I'm going to stop doing that. I'm, I'm learning how to just not overthink shit too much. But there is a lot I want to cover in this episode. Today I want to talk about love and more specifically I want to talk about fear. You've probably heard this before. This is something that is used often in movies and books and shows. It's that the opposite of love is not hate. It's fear. Fear will hold you back from following your heart. A really good example would be the movie Hitch with Will Smith. You have two adults they're both very independent, they're very career-oriented, and they both are very cynical because they have experienced loss in one way or another. For her, she's very protective. She assumes that every guy is probably going to end up being a player. And then for him, he fell in love really hard with a woman, and she ended up cheating on him, so then he decided he would become a player. And they both end up doing each other kind of dirty because they're afraid. Although, <clears throat> frankly, she did him much worse. <laughs> But by the end of the movie, they both had to set their pride aside and just admit how they felt about each other. I don't know if you guys ever noticed this, but a lot of rom-coms that were very popular in the early 2000s have a leading lady that is kind of awful. In 27 Dresses, she's mean to him the whole time for no reason, other than he's just not obsessed with marriage. Um, in License to Wed, they're supposed to plan a wedding together. She literally never takes on any of his suggestions and spends all of her time with a guy who she knows makes him uncomfortable. And in Hitch, she ruins his career. I'm not saying that this is a problem. I'm, not, I'm just, you know, I'm just kind of pointing that out. I could see where that might have messed up some people's ideas of what love is supposed to be like. And speaking of messing up your ideas on what love is supposed to be like, we learn about love from the examples that are set before us as we're growing up. Then we may seek relationships that are very familiar to what we are used to. Some of my favorite psychologists touch on how we may think that we are chasing what is best for us, but actually what we tend to gravitate towards is what we are familiar with. So if you are used to being around toxic relationships, then you will chase toxic relationships then this will lead to traumatizing experiences, which will ultimately increase your fear. Now, when I analyze the fears that come up when it comes to love, I break them down into three categories. There's the fear of rejection, the fear of humiliation, and the fear of feeling trapped. So starting with rejection. Now rejection on a small scale, eventually all of us will go through at some point, and it's a lot easier to get past because everyone's got so many options now. But the chance of rejection is a lot different when you are faced with someone you really want a future with. The stakes are much higher and therefore the fear is more off-putting. The more time you spend with that person and if you're really trying to build something stable, long-term, something that is very committed, then you're aware that there will be sides of yourself that you eventually have to expose that maybe you're not used to exposing to people. And depending on what you've gone through in your past, you may think that there are sides of you that you have to hide in order to keep your relationship going. This is bullshit. 
And I don't like it. I don't like that people feel this way. I think it is actually super unhealthy. And I think that life is way too short for it. And I don't think that that is how you are to love. What usually happens when two people can't be fully honest with each other is that somebody ends up or both people end up making a mistake. The most common example of this would be sex. Let's say <clears throat> someone's very sexual and they have certain urges like they want they want a threesome or something like that also very common but they never tell their partner then they may feel tempted to cheat with someone who they don't think will judge them but let's say you open up the opportunity to actually speak to your partner about those urges that you may have if both sides approach the matter through a mature lens then they can both see this opportunity for a deeper trust the person with the urges can feel like they can open up about their desires without worrying about being abandoned and the other person can trust their partner to be honest with them about what they feel deep down even if that truth is harder to tell because that's the kind of partner that you want you want a partner who can tell you hard truths not someone who's just going to sugarcoat everything to whatever makes them feel comfortable and vice versa it is freeing to be with someone you can tell hard truths to someone that you don't have to sugarcoat with someone that you don't have to worry about rejecting you all because you were trying to be honest and then you both can decide together how you may want to explore something, how you may want to dive into something. It could even bring you two closer and you know, spice things up a bit. <laughs> now I know I just used a very extreme example, one that I'm sure I'm going to get very mixed reviews on, but I'm just iterating how the fear of rejection shouldn't keep you from being honest. How well someone is willing to tell the truth and how well someone is able to handle the truth says a lot about their maturity. Most relationships, if not all, have their rocky moments that require some compromise, that require some uncomfortable conversations, but those uncomfortable conversations can lead to growth. And if it ends up that you try to be honest with someone and they walk away, it doesn't mean that you were wrong to tell the truth. There was a talk I listened to years ago. Um, I forget the guy's name, but he's on YouTube and he is a relationship expert. It's not Matthew Hussey. That's like the only thing I know. I think his name was Matthew Boggs, actually. But there was something he said in one of his videos that really stuck with me. He talked about how sometimes when we're on a date or when we're seeing someone and we're really interested in them, we worry too much about every little thing that we do and say. But it's really hard to mess up the right thing. If no one is trying to hurt the other, then there should be no reason to worry. If the person is making you worry, then they're not the one. Rejection is something that should be taken in as a blessing. There is a saying that goes around in the spiritual community and it goes, rejection is divine protection. And it just means that if somebody leaves you, if some, and this is true whether it's love or a friendship, if somebody leaves you, deep down, you both know that they're doing you a favor. Anything that's for you will eventually find its way to you. Don't waste your energy trying to hold on to someone who doesn't want to fight for you the way that you deserve to be fought for. If you're being real and they don't like it, they probably suck anyway. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right, so if I haven't offended you yet, <laughs> let's move on to the fear of humiliation. I am a very proud person, probably more proud than most. <laughs> Those of us who are proud, all of us, we, we worry about 
how our partners may make us look in many different ways, right? There's a lot of different ways that somebody may humiliate you if you give them your heart or if you give them your time, your energy, if you invest in them. Some people may think that it's dramatic, but your partner is a representation of you and you represent them. We all want a partner that makes us feel proud. Now, some people will go about this in the wrong way, like going for someone who looks good but doesn't necessarily treat them right or focusing more on what a person does for a living and how much money they make. And don't get me wrong, those are factors that can very much matter. Physical attraction is important, and I mean, I would hope you want someone with a job. (laughs) I mean, unless you're rich and you wanna be a sugar, I don't know, I don't know your life, but (laughs) if those things are important to you, great. But ultimately, you wanna be with someone who is always going to honor your character, even when they're mad because you're bound to piss them off at some point. They're not going to do something to have you looking foolish. They're not gonna run off and hit up your friends and talk shit about you or cheat on you. They're not gonna do all the spiteful things that some people may do when they're in an unhealthy place. They're also not going to gaslight you. If you don't know what gaslighting is, that's when somebody makes everything your fault somehow. Like. They're doing fucked up shit to you, but it's your fault because you made them feel a type of way. Or it's like making you feel guilty for doing what's better for you. Like maybe you're about to be out the door and they say something like, oh, you're walking away from someone who really loves you. You're abandoning someone who's always tried to be there for you. It's it's just super fucked up. It's also pretty common from narcissists, which my next episode is going to be about that. Well, actually, my next episode, that's going to be like my, like, third next episode it's coming up it's coming up (laughs) but anyway representing your partner is part of the fun of being in a relationship it's fun to be a ride or die the sex is much better (laughs) it's good to take your time recognizing a person's core values before making any major decisions about them i don't know if you guys watch peaky blinders it's a show on netflix if you haven't seen this please go watch it. Um, it's not for children. Do not watch it around children. It is so good. It's got, it's got everything. It's sexy. It's very smart. It's well-written. It's hilarious at points. But it's a show about gangsters during the Prohibition era. And the lead gangster is named Tommy. That's my car's name, by the way. That's not relevant. I just want you to know that. <laughs> But Tommy is a very smart man who never tells people why he wants things done. He just tells them what to do. But uh, no one questions Tommy. So Tommy's talking to his Aunt Paul, who is also a badass. (laughs) And they're discussing how some plans are about to get thwarted because somebody went and fucking snitched. But Polly's confused because she knows that Tommy doesn't tell anybody what his plans are. So Tommy gets quiet and Polly looks at him and goes... There's only one thing that can blind a man as smart as you, Tommy. Love. It's so deep. I won't tell you what happens next. You just gotta go watch it. But yes, gotta be careful how you choose. I feel that, man. We all feel that. And keep in mind that we all feel that when you're deciding how you're gonna handle someone. All right, now, the fear of feeling trapped. To me, this is the ultimate fear. And actually, I think that this is everyone's ultimate fear, or at least most people, maybe not everyone. There are people who choose to be trapped because it means less responsibility or because they just don't have the confidence to find something else. But 
Anyways, the fear of feeling trapped. This is the one that hits really deeply if you're super adventurous, very ambitious, if people call you a wild card. <laughs> this is the one that could low-key make you a playa playa. <laughs> During the part where I spoke about the fear of humiliation, I mentioned how nobody wants to look stupid. Well, in the fear of feeling trapped, no one wants to feel stupid. And there are some ridiculous ways that people try to trap. An extreme example would be using a kid, which is super disgusting. Children are the smaller, more fragile ones. We are the adults. We have a responsibility to them. We shouldn't be using them as bait. I know, again, that's another very extreme, very real, but very extreme example. Another way someone could trap you is with the gaslighting, which I mentioned earlier. And there's also the dangling the carrot technique, where someone will use something physical like sex or money to hold you. And to that, I just gotta say, your integrity is not for sale. I'm gonna vent real quick. I fucking hate when people try to use the most basic ass things as if they are reasons to feel entitled. Like, having a lot of money. First of all, anyone who is healthy enough and willing enough to do it can learn how to make money. We may not all start that game the same way, but we can all throw our hand in. Or when someone does try to use sex as if that's a reason for you to remain interested or to continue dealing with dumbass drama. As if wanting sex is something so original. <laughs> I don't know how true this is right now since COVID and everything, but back in 2016, it was found that porn websites were visited way more frequently than Netflix or Amazon. Plus, I feel like... If you try to use sex to hold someone, it's almost like you're daring that person to show you how attractive they actually are. Like, like yo, do you think I'm ugly? <laughs> like, you think you're the first person to like offer me this? <laughs> That's sheep shit. That's what I call the shit that people do when it's like you're following the herd, everyone's doing it, but it's all ego, it's all really predictable because it's all coming from the same place and it's very immature. It's shallow. And frankly, it's boring. It's absolutely boring. <sighs> Okay, moving out of that energy. Now, those are all the examples of intention traps. The traps that usually come when you have a partner who is more on the narcissistic side. But <laughs> it's not always that intense. <laughs> Sometimes it's just a matter of being in a position with someone where they're not letting you explore in the way that you need to explore. And this doesn't have to be anything crazy. This could be something like, like maybe you want to change jobs and your partner just isn't being supportive because it's so different from what they met you in. Maybe you want to experiment with a different kind of style or a different kind of education. Maybe you just want to explore other sides of your personality to see where it takes you. A big part of our human nature is our desire to grow. That is actually a huge thing in us. That's why we get creative ideas. That's why we get excited when we learn new things. That's why someone can have so much and still not be happy because if they have too much and they don't know what to chase next, they stop feeling like their life has meaning. This is why I really love the word partner. Your partner is going to want your growth for you as much as you want it for yourself. And they're not wanting it because it's for their own benefit or for their own selfish gain. They want it because it's what would make you happy. And they should want it for themselves too. I don't like the, the ball and chain metaphor. I don't think that your relationship should feel like a ball and chain. I think that your relationship should feel like a level up, like a boost. Not something that you necessarily need, but like, you know, like the extra cup of coffee that maybe you didn't need at 3 p.m. But like, 
you know, you're getting so much done. <laughs> Feeling trapped for whatever reason, whether it's one of the things that I mentioned or if it's because the relationship feels one-sided, whatever the case may be. Feeling trapped leads to depression, honestly. And that's why a lot of marriages don't last because it doesn't feel like a freeing relationship. It feels like a weight tying you down. 50% of marriages end in divorce in America. Sorry, we're number 16 in the world. According to statistics, the reasons people say that they got divorced would be money, infidelity, and incompatibility. But honestly, when you think about it, incompatibility is the only reason. There are couples who struggle together and they get through it just fine and they come out stronger because of what they went through together. There are couples that are open or couples that have experienced cheating, but they got through it because they addressed the problems that they were probably using cheating to cover up. But moving on. So that's what makes love scary. Now what happens when we respond to these fears in an unbalanced way? For one, we may try to be overly logical in how we handle our relationships. We try to focus on what makes sense versus what we feel. And they do both matter. You can't just choose one. If you focus too much on one, then you may choose someone who looks really good on paper, but who doesn't excite you. But love is supposed to be exciting. You may focus too much on a person's reputation versus a person's integrity. Focus too much on a person's job versus a person's motivations. You might worry too much about what other people think of your relationship versus what you think about your relationship. You might jump into something with the wrong person all because you don't like people talking about you being single. And the last one I can think of, you might walk away from the person that you really want and settle for someone who feels like a safer option. That one hits hard for me. There's a lot of ways that fear could get us. So what do we do about the fear? Well, for one, <laughs> Based on everything I've just previously mentioned, you wait until you have truly found the right person and you don't rush that decision. Enjoy your relationship with you. And for some people, I do know that that is much easier said than done. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I used to be a hopeless romantic. That's why I'm giving all this dope ass advice. <laughs> I've made these mistakes and I had to learn discernment. I have been fortunate enough to where my discernment in other areas has been good, but love was my biggest blind spot and I had to learn how to be more protective of my energy. Which actually brings me to my next point. Listen to your intuition. If you sense a red flag, believe that. Understand why that is and take the time to figure that out. I'm not saying make assumptions about that person, but definitely take the time to figure out why those red flags are there and be honest about the things that you are noticing. And on the flip side of that, if you feel something for somebody, if you really feel a connection, a vibe, find out why it's there. Make sure it's not just lust, and don't self-sabotage by getting too far ahead of yourself and thinking too much about all the things that can happen or that can go wrong. Let things flow naturally as you get to know them and see where it goes. Take as much time as you need. If they're the right person, they will definitely be patient. And now that brings me to my final point. When you do find that person, you're gonna have that twang of fear. And that 
is a good thing. The fear is a good thing when it's a healthy fear. It's okay to be afraid to lose the one that you love because that's what keeps you from getting too comfortable. And you'll always try to put your best foot forward or at least you'll try to on most days. You'll always want to win them over again and again and again and it'll keep the love exciting. It'll keep everything magical. And maybe I'm sounding a little too sunshine and rainbows. Maybe that's not the case. Maybe something happens in the future. Maybe somebody gets sick. Maybe there's a disaster. Whatever it is, but if that's the case, let the fear inspire you to treat every day like it could be your last day. <laughs> I don't know if any of you guys are TI fans, but there's a quote from the year that he got arrested and he was talking about how he has paranoia and how he may go through severe lengths to try to keep his family safe. But he was saying, and I think something similar, maybe not as intense, <laughs> but something similar can be applied here. He was saying, when you know what you are willing to die for, you know what you are willing to live for. And then when it comes to love, it's not so much about all the people you want because you can want a lot of people. It's about who you're not willing to lose. Don't let the fear be in the driver's seat, but let it be a good compass. <laughs> All right, you guys, I hope you liked that whole thing. I know it was intense in some parts, and I'm sure some parts were hard to swallow. Let me know what you think. My contact information is in the description. And now, <laughs> I want to close out this episode by telling you some of the dumbest things that I have experienced as a single person dating. You know how Carrie had sex in the city? Michelle had confusion in the Midwest. Number one. I once had a guy show up to a date in PJs. Now, I don't know if I've mentioned this in a previous episode. I might have mentioned this while I was in Maui, but I have a personal rule. If I'm on a date with a guy and I don't like him, I always pay my check because I want to let him know we're not seeing each other again. Now, if I like a guy, I offer to pay, but usually he'll offer to pay, and then I let him because in the back of my mind, I'm planning to pay the next time. This time, however, I let that motherfucker pay. <laughs> yeah, um, homie, I put, a, I put effort into what I came out in, and you came out like this? Number two, I once met up with this dude who could not stop giggling like every 20 seconds was just <laughs> non-stop he's like uh, uh are, are you michelle <laughs> uh, i'm chris <laughs> just could not stop then he tells me that all his people just happen to be across the street so we go across the street and i asked his people is he cool when he's not like this like they all look at me pause and all together five people by the way we're like no <laughs> So I called an Uber and I left. But before I called the Uber, this guy, who I've known for all of 20 fucking minutes, proceeds to get a full-on attitude with me because I happened to be having a conversation with the person next to me at the bar when he showed up. Say what? <laughs> Is that hilarious to you? That's hilarious to me. <laughs> All right, this next one, this is also recent. So um, this guy was supposed to show me a really cool nature spot where I could catch a really beautiful sunset. And I didn't know the area well at all. So he hits me up and offers to pick me up. I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, that'd be great, please do. 
Then he tells me that he doesn't drive. Bruh. And that he doesn't even have a fucking car. Say what? Which I even asked him because in this particular area, you need a car. So I'm like, why don't you have a car? He just says, oh, I, I just don't like driving, so I just don't do it. Total bullshit. <laughs> Um, this other one, this one's also very recent. This guy. Okay, now with this one, I might be kind of harsh because I think other girls might like this, but for me, definitely not. Kept sending me selfies and asking me really dumb questions that I was barely even answering, and yet he kept sending me selfies and asking me questions. And mind you, I don't even take selfies. My photo album is a bunch of memes, a bunch of screenshots, things that I send my clients, <laughs> and anyone who follows me on Instagram who doesn't know me in person, who only knows me from this podcast, you don't even know what I look like. He sends me, first he sends me a selfie of him at the gym, and he's like, how does my hair look? <laughs> and I'm like, um, cool, I guess. Like, what the fuck? Uh, a couple minutes later, he sends me a picture of him without a shirt, and he goes, what should I wear today? <laughs> Okay, I know that he was trying to like do the whole let me get something started picture wise thing But first of all, this dude's not even really trying to get to know me And when he looks at me, I don't even think he really gets an essence of who I am at all I don't know if this dude is just used to girls wanting him, which personally I don't really get <laughs> But I'm a very busy person So when somebody has like all this time to send me all these pictures, it's not hot. Sorry. Maybe I sound like a bitch there, but um, oh well, it's my podcast. <laughs> That's right. For the record, he proceeded to send me more pictures and then asked me a bunch of questions about what he should do next, like where he should travel to, where he should go on vacation, what kind of vacation he should take. Is this like, is this how people flirt now? Am I just not good at this? <laughs> The answer is yes. Hey, and then this last one, this one, this one really got me. I, I deleted this dude after this because this like this one actually really like annoyed the fuck out of me. So I specifically told this person that I was not going anywhere. It was a, a weekend night and this person and I, we actually have mutual friends because we both are in the music scene. He had asked me if I wanted to do anything that night. I told him specifically, no, I'm staying home. I'm working on my podcast. And everyone who knows me knows that this podcast actually very much matters to me. I'm not just doing this to like do it. I'm not doing it for attention. I'm doing this because I genuinely like feel like this is a, a calling for me. So. I'm here working and he texts me. Now, anyone who knows me on a personal level also knows that when it comes to my friends and my family and the people that I care about, if they need me, I'm there. So he starts texting me and he's telling me that he's like having a really rough night and he he had some sort of incident with one of his people and he just wanted some positive vibes and just someone to talk to. He gets here, gets comfortable, and then I'm looking at him, so what happened? <laughs> And then he tells me, oh, uh, it was nothing. I'm actually having a really good night. So you invited yourself over here and interrupted me in the middle of my fucking zone so that you could what exactly? Hopefully get lucky? <laughs> Wait a minute now. You interrupted a hustler in the middle of their hustle and you thought that that was going to score you some points? Denied. <laughs> get out. All right, y'all, that is all I have for you today. I want to thank you so much for listening. And to all the people who hit me up in the past month and called me out for taking so long on this, 
I appreciate you. I do have another episode planned, and I promise it won't take that long. And I, again, just love everyone so much for supporting me through this. Um, I'll talk to y'all soon. Bye.